It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
get ourselves ready for what it promises to be an exciting second half of the season. We already seen uh, some guys come off the DL, the disabled list. We saw the return of Cliff Lee back to the Philadelphia Phillies this week, uh, rotation, uh, coming back off of the 60-day disabled list after straining his elbow. But he pitched like he was gone, folks, for more than two months, giving up over 12 hits, a uh, home run, six runs, and three uh, strikeouts, and a walk to a 7-4 loss to the Giants. We also see Derek Jeter, and we talked about him at length last week. Now he's the all-time Yankee leader in doubles, passing Lou Gehrig with uh, two, 535 doubles. We also see Big Poppy break a milestone as he passed Carl Yuskripski for most home runs for over 435 home runs. Our injury update, and yet here we go again. Here we go again. Now we got some more big names this week that's already hurt. We look and see Troy Tulowitzki, who is arguably having an MVP type of season. Now he's out for another 15 days. He's on the DL with a hip flexor. We also see a potential uh, Rookie of the Year candidate, Jose Abreu with the White Sox. He's out now for 15 days on the DL with back stiffness. And guess what? You know, one thing about baseball, the more it changes, the more it stays the same. We had our first suspension for PEDs today. Cameron Maven, outfielder for the San Diego Padres, is now out for 25 days due to amphetamines. Now, according to Cameron Maven, he says that, well, you know, I have an ADD uh, disorder, you know, attention deficit, and so I was taking this medication for that but I didn't follow the baseball standards. Well, I guess if you had ADD, I guess you forgot to check the baseball standards there, uh, Cameron, my man, because now you're going to be gone immediately for 25 days. And for those of you who don't know about Cameron Maben, uh, Cameron Maben has a history in baseball. You may remember that once upon a time he was the can't-miss prospect of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, his first at-bat, he hit a home run at Yankee Stadium, and he was the kid that was supposed to be on everybody's lips. Well, he is on everybody's lips if you are into baseball trivia because Cameron Maben, for those of you who didn't know, was part of the trade to the Florida Marlins that brought Miguel Cabrera to the Detroit Tigers. So, Cameron Maben, thank you for making your name again in history for baseball in 2014, being the first player to be suspended because of PEDs. God bless you, young man. <laughs> now, let's go on and let's look at the baseball standings as they are of today. Uh, as of this evening, uh, 9.36 Eastern Daylight right. Time. Right. <laughs> we have the Baltimore Orioles being the American League East, followed closely by the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. y'all know right now my board has a mind of its own. Now it's all baseball geeked up and I don't know what it's going to do. It's got me kind of nervous. But anyway, moving on. We go to the American League Central where we see the Detroit Tigers still holding a six and a half game lead over the Cleveland Indians and the Kansas City Royals. You know, you wonder why the rest of those teams are even playing. 
you know, uh, Cleveland and, and Kansas City just now getting over 500. Boy, yeah, a lot of fun baseball there. But now when we go to the American League West, we see Oakland with a 61-38 and 38 record, still holding the best record in baseball, followed closely by the L.A. Angels of Adelheim only two games back, and those surging Seattle Mariners, who almost, by the way, uh, became no hit uh, by a perfect game by Mr. 40-year-old himself, Bartolo Colon, but did not happen that way. We go over to the National League now where we see the Washington Nationals up a half a game over the Atlanta Braves. In the Central, we see the Milwaukee Brewers and now all of a sudden came up out of their sleep and take a two-game lead over St. Louis and Pittsburgh closely behind at three games and Cincinnati at, at five and a half. And in the West, Oh, wow, look who's woke up again, the San Francisco Giants. Now one-game lead over the Dodgers, and that's really all the race there is in the American League West. Okay, it's a little bit too early for me to really start talking about the um, wild card because everybody is still in it. Come see me again sometime late in August. All right, so this week, folks, we have the trade deadline. We want to talk about some trades. So far, the trade deadline, let me just say, the trade deadline is next Thursday, and that would be the 31st of July. I expect a lot to go on between now and then, but in the short period of time, we have already seen um, Jeff Samarja from the Cubs be traded to the Oakland A's, which has kind of already put the A's out there as favorites, odds-on favorites to make it to the World Series and win it. We've just seen in the last couple of days, Chess hit. Chase Headley, the third baseman of the San Diego Padres, get traded to the New York Yankees and already make headway with the Yankees as he was responsible for a walk-off single to win the game just the other day against the Texas Rangers. So I'm going to, we're going to talk a lot about, as the show goes on, we're going to talk a whole lot about this, the trade deadline, who's on the move, who's going to stay, some teams that's out there, and, and what are their challenges, and what are they going to do? So, you know, in, in a few moments, we're going to talk about that. Well, first of all, I want to get back to last week. As you recall, we talked about what we thought, what I thought our predictions were, predictions were going to be for the American League and the National League, who we thought I thought was going to win those divisions, who I thought was going to be the wild card, who I thought could be the MVP, uh, Cy Young, you know the drill. So we're going, to, we're going to finish up that conversation before we go on. But we're going to finish with, start off with the American League. And then, so right after this commercial break, we're going to go and we're going to go back to our prediction, prediction recap from last week. All guests and hosts come via the Frederick Accounting Gateway. Frederick Accounting, a national accounting service, where clients get comprehensive support and their business or personal accounting needs. Frederick Accounting the official accountant of RSG. Tell them Real Sports Guys sent you. Contact us at realsportsguys at yahoo.com if you'd like to be a sponsor of the RSG movement. Let's go back. For those of you who didn't hear us last week, and make sure that you make that you check us out on the podcast and, and go back to last week's show. Believe me, it was an exciting show. I was so glad to get back out here and talk baseball with you guys, and we're going to continue that. But just to kind of recap last week, we talked a little bit about the second-half predictions and what I thought and who I thought were going to win the divisions and who were going to be the wild cards. So for the National League, I said in the East, I picked Washington. In the Central, I picked St. Louis. In the West, I picked Los Angeles. The wild cards, I picked Atlanta and San Francisco. 
I said the Cy Young in the National League was going to be Clayton Kershaw, Rookie of the Year Billy Hamilton, MVP Lawrence um, uh, McCutcheon, and um, Manager of the Year Ron Renneke of the Milwaukee Brewers. I said the big story of the year was going to be that Kirk Gibson gets fired. Gets fired. Now, moving quickly into the American League. Now, in the American League East, right now, you've got the Baltimore Orioles pulling a four-game lead. Okay, you have the surging Yankees who have just made a move to get a legitimate third baseman. So now they look like uh, they're going to try to stay in this race all the way through. And then my pick, who I said was going to win the American League East, would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Now here's why. While I like what Baltimore is doing right now, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in their pitching staff staying strong the entire year. And then the back end of their bullpen, if you looked at the Baltimore Orioles throughout the last couple of years, they've had a tendency to fade down the stretch. I don't anticipate them doing anything less, although I will say that picking up Nelson Cruz in the middle of that lineup is a very nice pickup for them, and it has made them strong and has kept them strong throughout the season. However, when it comes down to late August and September, it comes down to pitching. And while what's going on with the, the Orioles, looks good right now, their tendency to fade kind of bothers me, which swings me over to the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays did enough last year. I think they're a year off of what they should have been. I know Mike would probably bite my head off if he was listening tonight because it's like you can't keep making all these deals with all these different players and expect that to be a good uh, bang for your buck and reap benefits and dividends from that. However, when you look at this team and how how they are constructed, and just how much offense that they have, when they do have enough pitching to get it done, I look for them to make a push down in the late part of the second half of the season, late August, all the way into September, and to take the East. So my choice for winning the American League East would be the Toronto Blue Jays. In the American League Central, it really isn't a race. Really, it's a bunch of teams just trying to figure out who they are and the Detroit Tigers. And the Detroit Tigers basically bored with the whole – uh, mundane 162-game season. This team is ready to play in the playoffs right now. You can basically see it in their play. When they need to play, they play very they play very well. They hit the ball well. They pitch the ball well. When they don't feel like they're being challenged, this team is really hard to watch. You know, being here in the um, in the Midwest, being in, in the Detroit area per se, we I can see this team all the time. This team sometimes looks like they could beat anybody in the in the, in the major leagues. And then other times, they don't know that they could be anybody in the minor leagues. They're very frustrating. You watch the, the series that they just had right now with the Arizona Diamondbacks, where they should have swept the Diamondbacks when they just gave a game away. But, again, they're, because there's just simply no one else to compete in the Central, I look at Detroit to basically run away with this. That's not saying much because, again, your next best team is only one game over 500. In the West, this is probably – one of the best races, is going to be one of the best races in baseball throughout the season. Okay, you're looking at the Oakland A's, who after three years have really found themselves and have really come into their own. Okay, they've got a great pitching staff, a good pitching staff. They just added Jeff Samarja, and, you know, they, they hit the daylight out the ball. When you go up and down that lineup, though, and you look at these guys, you still, as an average casual baseball fan, ask yourself, who in the heck are these people? Who are these people? Who is Coco Crisp? You know, the one known name on there is Jonas Cespedes. 
Okay, and by the way, he has got a cannon on arm, you know. But even he doesn't play to that level all the time. When you look at the talent that he has, you would think that he would be an MVP candidate every year. Okay, but he does just enough to be a part of that that hodgepodge group that is the Oakland A's. Okay, and I, and, and because the A's have done this now for the last couple of years, they really play well down the stretch. I expect them to, again to win very narrowly the American League West, which leads us to the wild cards. Now, while I don't feel that Baltimore is going to win the division, I do feel that Baltimore is going to make the playoffs this year. I think what Baltimore has is enough with the Yankees, who I don't think really has enough. I think their pitching is really going to hurt them down the stretch. Uh, they may be forced to make another move, although they've just made one to bring in Chase, Chase Headley. Um, I don't know what else the Yankees can do. Okay, they've got a lot of guys that's hurt. They've got a lot of guys that's injured. They've got a lot of guys that's old. And that's really the only other team that's going to make a push. I think Boston is just fat and happy this year. They're playing like it, or they're going to make some push because they're Boston. But I just, I just don't see Boston doing what Boston did last year. So uh, I, I think, again, they're just going to be fat and happy. And the Rays basically – you know, I expect David. I expect David Price to be gone before trade deadline. I think that they're going to do all they can, but I think it's going to be more or less a showcase for him. So I'm looking at the, the Baltimore going ahead and winning, then getting one of those wild card spots. In the West, you can't deny what the Angels are doing this year. Okay, the Angels are three years late. Really, they are. They're three years behind. This team should have been this good, you know, way back when they got Pujols. And now they're starting to play. What bothers me again about the Angels is their pitching staff. You know, they've, they've, they've got Jarrett uh, Weaver, and then they got a bag of balls, if you, if you will. they got a couple of guys that's getting it done. Oh, and the, the, the young the, – and forgive me, I don't know his name right now. I'll look it up at the break. The pitcher that should have made it to the um, – he should have been in the All-Star game, but he lost to, 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 to sale. But uh, he's pitched against uh, Max Scherzer coming up later on this week. But they've got him and they've got Weaver. But, again, when you look at the Angels, they've got all that star power, and now they're playing up to their potential. Second-best record right now in the, in, in the American League and in the majors. They're going to continue to play well. My concern, again, is they're pitching down the, down the stretch. But when you look at the rest of the West, uh, Seattle's not ready yet. Seattle's simply not ready yet. Uh, and Texas is going in the other direction. And you just have Houston over there to round out the division. So just looking at what you have there, I look at, you know, the Angels and the, and the Baltimore Orioles being your wild card teams. When we look at the Cy Young, you, you can't go any further than King Felix, in my opinion, when you're looking at uh, the Cy Young Award winners. King Felix right now is holding a 2.02 rather earned run average, okay? That's the best in the American League, okay? And just points behind Clayton Kershaw, who leads the uh, National League in ERA. Now, you know, when you're looking at wins and, and stuff like that, I'm starting to, to lean towards the cybermetricians or, or cyber who were saying wins is only based upon run support. They kind of got a point there. It looks good on the stat sheet. But realistically, when you're looking at what are you doing, you're looking at uh, – walks and hits per innings uh, pitched, and you're looking at earned run average, you're looking at strikeouts. And I didn't realize strikeouts, you know, for a long time was, was that great shakes of a doggone 
a stat, but it really is. It really is. And when you're looking at uh, walks and hits per innings pitch or whip, Hernandez is third in the majors, and he's uh, third in the majors in, um, in earn run average. So to me, with him pitching out there in the, in the Pacific Northwest, I'm looking at him. He's finally going to get his side young, and I think he gets it this year. Rookie of the year. Who else but Jose Abreu? Who else but Jose Abreu? Jose Abreu is a beast, okay? He's already got 29 home runs, okay? Now, he's out for, for a spot right now, but his, really his only uh, competition is probably out for the season, and that was Mishiro Tanaka. Tanaka was lights out. Tanaka was basically a Cy Young candidate himself, the way he was pitching for the Yankees. But with that, with that uh, elbow injury he got, he's got right now, and they're not really talking, the Yankees aren't really talking. They've got him out for a minute, but they're not really talking. But uh, that that's 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 a problem. I look at Abreu. He's really only the bright. He's the only bright spot besides Chris Sale that the that the um, White Sox have right now. It's it, it's a miracle that they have him. I, I like what the White Sox are trying to do, but they still have a very aging team over there. But that young man is someone to build around. Okay, he really knows how to beat up the baseball. When you look at an MVP candidate, okay, it's finally his turn. It's finally his turn. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's finally the turn for Mike Trout, okay? You have baseball analysts all over the world just screaming at the top of their lungs that, that Mike Trout is the man. Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player in the major leagues, and yet, he came in as a rookie, and then last year he was he finished second in the MVP balloting behind Miguel Cabrera, in my opinion, one of the best baseball players around. But I digress. I'm looking at this man. I mean, he's having a great season. And, and again, he, he's, he's in the top categories of all the offensive categories. I don't even want to talk about war. You know, um, I know at some point while we're talking, folks, I know I'm going to have to get into some cyber, sabermetrics. Okay, I call it cyber metrics, but cyber metric. I know I'm going to have to get into to, into some baseball geekly. I get it, but just given the old school uh, stats, he's right there. You know, uh, as far as runs, as far as home runs, uh, Mike Trout's got 24 home runs. Mike Trout's got 76 RBI. Keep in mind, he bats up in that in uh, in, in in the lineup for the Angels. Okay, and he's 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 up in there in one of the top ten in stolen bases too. I mean, he's 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 Mr. Everything. He's finally going to get his chance. He's finally going to get his chance. I think this year he wins the MVP. Manager of the year at the halfway point. This was a tough one in the American League for me because when you look at what you have, you really don't have a whole lot of shift. You don't have anything that you would that would just jump out to you and say, "Oh wow, yeah, that that's." That's the, he's doing an amazing job. You really don't you don't really have all of that. You have all the same usual suspects doing all the same things, which tells me that there's one there's just one thing different in manager of the year, and that's the manager of the Detroit Tigers, and that'll be Brad Austin. Now I know what you're saying out there. Oh, that's just a hometown pick. But listen to me for a minute. Listen to me for a minute. He takes over a team from what some arguably say is a Hall of Fame manager from Jim Leland, 
Okay, so now he's got to command that clubhouse. All right, he's got to try to bring in his own style, if you will. They've got some things that changed from when Jim Leland was there. He's got to bring in some of his own coaches. And yet when you look up, the Detroit Tigers are six and a half games up. Now, granted, we're talking about the American League Central. But this team could collapse. This team could have went the other way. You could have a lot of dissension. But he has done a nice job to this point of really solidifying that clubhouse, got those guys playing when they need to play. Again, you know, you're talking about a division that's not putting up much of a push. And so now you've got him just saying, okay, I'm doing all I can right now or today to just keep us going until we get to the playoffs. Now, that's really going to be whether he's the manager of the year. But right now in the American League, he's doing as good a job or better one than Leland did in that, in that same role. And when you look at the other managers involved, you know, you, 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 you look at uh, Buck Showalter. Well, you know, he, was, he, he could have been manager of the year a few years ago. But the Baltimore Orioles now, he's been there. Baltimore Orioles have been good for a while. All right. Same as you could say with uh, Melvin over with A's. And same thing you can say with Socia with the, with the Angels. Now, you could, talk, you, you could give Socia that. You could talk about that for Mike Socia. But the problem is Mike Socia got a superstar team. All right, and most folks will tell you that they've underachieved. So now they're playing up to their potential. Does that make him manager of the year? I don't think so. But you bring in a rookie manager who's never done this before, and you've still got your team out in front, and they're still in some in some books considered to be World Series champions. I think he's doing a good job, or it could be World Series contenders, should I say? I think he's doing a fine job. And then the big story I'm looking at to come out of the American League, my prediction is that Ron Washington leaves the Rangers. Now, I didn't say get fired. I don't think that the man should be fired. But I think that he's had enough. When you look at the, uh, when you look at the, the Texas Rangers, folks, now this is a team that once had Nelson Cruz, gone. Josh Hamilton, gone. Um, you bring in Sin Chu Chu. You bring in Prince Fielder. You had Ian Kinsler, gone. You had Mike Napoli, gone. C.J. Wilson, gone. You had all of these te- all these players that have now left your lineup. Okay, you're left with Adrian Beltre. Prince Fielder is on the shelf for this season. Okay, you got you Darvish, and the cast from Friends as your pitching staff. Everybody is on your pitching staff has either been on the mass unit or they've just come off the mass unit. And, you know, are you really building a team here? Now, see, I'm pretty sure there's some people down in Texas that are saying he should be gone anyway. But how can you blame the manager when you keep taking away pieces every year? Now it's finally come to a head for the Rangers. They are abysmal, okay? They are absolutely abysmal. I mean, they made all this noise, noise about Jerkson Profar and Elvis Andrews. They signed Elvis Andrews to all of this money to play shortstop. Okay, they got rid of Ian Kinsler to bring in Profar. And, and, and they've got youngsters out in the outfield, but they are not getting it done. And I'm just looking at Washington saying, you know what, maybe this man thinks, I'm thinking he's saying, you know, this is, this is too much. You know, maybe I go somewhere else where my voice is a different voice. So I can get back. I think he's doing the best job that he can. But I just think that when you've been to the World Series, when you've been there twice, when you've been 
uh, a division winner, and you, every all your pieces are steadily being taken away from you, and yet you're not getting anything back, folks. I mean, it's like for real, for real, for real. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I can just see Wash saying, you know what, hostile Vista. Too much, can't take it. So I'm thinking that, that my prediction that he leaves the Rangers, that he just, you know what, we're going to, we're going to say mutually, see you later. What you think? That's, those are my predictions. So what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to kind of like uh, switch gears a little bit from all the predictions. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to give another commercial break, and then after the break, I want to talk about the, the trade deadlines. I want to kind of play a little bit on what's going to go on over the next uh, uh, 10, 11 days. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's kind of quiet right now. You know, I've been checking every day looking for that blockbuster trade. What's going to happen? When is it going to happen? But it has no, no one has said anything yet. So I'm kind of wondering what's going to go on. So after this quick break, we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about the trade deadline. You're listening to Inside the Park, RSG Network. Changing with a world-class cloud solution. XL Academics is connecting the world through mentorship. Learning more about the X, their XL University product line by clicking the logo at realsportsguys.com. Contact us at realsportsguys at yahoo.com if you would like to be a sponsor of the RSG movement. All right. So now we're going to talk about the trade deadline. Right. trying to get us into the baseball mood and stuff. You guys play with me, you know, deal with me a little bit. I'll learn how to play with some of these new drops that they get escaped to me. You know what? I, that's what I told you, by the end of the year, you're going to feel like you at the ballpark of your choice, I promise. So now, trade deadline. And this is this is players on the move, teams in turmoil. This is going to be a lot of fun, people, because it's so quiet out there. This is when the rumor mill really gets started. This is if you are a real baseball fan, if you're really following your team. When you look up, if you're an Angels fan and you're a couple of games out, if you're a Dodgers fan and you're just a game out, if you are in the, American, in the National League Central and just a couple of days ago that it was so close in there you could throw all those teams into a pillowcase, I'm here to tell you right now, you are watching the Internet, you're watching your phone, you're watching your Twitter, you want to know what's going on. Because if your team is going to get over the top, they got to do it in the next 11 days. If there's that one player out there that's going to get you to, to where you want to be, you better get on it, and you better get on it right now. And, see, we got a whole lot that's been going on that we want to talk about a little bit. If players on the move, are they on the move or are they not on the move? Let's talk about a few of those that should be on the move, that should not be on the move, and – if, I, if the GMs out there listening, pay attention. You might learn something. First of all, let's start off with David Price. Now, see, David Price, pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, okay, former Cy Young winner, left-hander, 
Power eats up a lot of innings, okay? Great whip. Runs aren't scored on it, okay? Last year of his contract, they've been trying to move David, the Tampa Bay Rays have been trying to move David Price since the offseason, okay? Or so they claim, or some are claim. But they say, well, they're not interested in moving him, but they want to showcase him. Of course they're interested in moving him. But see, what they want is they want somebody else's franchise for him. But see, here's the thing. Tampa Bay is not going to try to sign David Price back, are they? Are they? I don't think so. So if you're not going to sign him back, you might as well get something for him. Okay? This is a Cy Young caliber pitcher. All right? And let's face it. I, we, we, yeah, we can all look at the American League East, and we can all say, yeah, well, everybody's got an opportunity in the East. Okay? It's not that strong, so forth and so on. But when you look at the Tampa Bay Rays, they're eight games out. They're eight games out. They're half a game out of last place. All right? And so – what are they really fighting for? Now, they, they, they've made a bit, a bit of a push. But now you have to say that the Yankees, who's already made a move, and Baltimore, who needs to make some sort of move uh, just, just to get themselves over the top, you look at those teams in front of them, you ask yourself, and you've got Toronto, you've got three teams in your Tampa Bay that you've got to try to get over. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening at all. I think David. I think David Price is gone. I think that they they're gonna they're gonna get as many prospects for him and maybe a front line player. But I think that you know by next week this time he's somewhere else. And I'll tell you about where he's gonna be later. Then you got Cliff Lee with the Philadelphia Phillies. Just came back from a 60 day DL. Now Cliff Lee is gonna be on the market for somebody. Okay, for somebody who's looking for a starter. Okay, you've got. A proven wonder there, although coming off of that injury, it's going to make it hard for him. But Cliff Lee came out, and the reason why Cliff Lee came out when he did come out was to showcase him. Don't expect him to be a Philly unless people just don't feel like he's got it anymore. Got to give him a couple of more starts to see what he's got going on. While we're in Philadelphia, let's look at the golden boy, Cole Hamels. Now listen, um, Eddie Amaro Jr., the general manager, uh, excuse me, Ruben Amaro Jr. You got to get these names right. Ruben Amaro Jr., the uh, general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, said pretty much that they were a terrible team. Okay, said this a few weeks before the uh, All Star break. People were shocked by that. They didn't know if he was posturing or doing something else. But let's face it. Okay, let's look at the Philadelphia Phillies. Not a very good foot. Not a very good baseball team this year. Not at all. Okay, that last place in the East. 12 and a half games out, aging players, they might as well move some pieces. And they've got a lot of pieces to move. I think the keystone piece of that is Cole Hamels. Other players have requested a trade, Jonathan Papelbon. You've got an aging Ryan Howard. You've got an aging Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Rollins. All these players, you might as well give these players one last uh, chance to go out and win something. Okay, I look for all of those players to be moved at some point. Okay, I'm looking for, you know, perhaps a um, Cole Hamels to go to, to, to the New York Yankees. Why does that make sense? Because Tanaka's not coming back this year. I don't believe. Now, the way they talked about his injury, he may require Tommy John. Now, they're saying they want to rest it first because they have wasted, spent so I said wasted, but they spent so much money on this pitcher. He was their best pitcher, okay, without Tanaka you are relying upon an injured, aging uh, C.C. Sabathia 
And another, again, other pitchers that just aren't getting it done is just holding it down. All right, you need another front-line pitcher. Now, you would say, well, David Price would make the logical choice, would be the logical choice. But you have to ask yourself, why would the Tampa Bay Rays trade David Price to a division foe? I don't see that happening, okay? Now, if you're trying to get prospects and everything, if you're the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, then you would trade your, your chief piece, maybe for a couple of other uh, front-line players just to save you some money, and then there you go. It's time to, it's time to rebuild anyway. Uh, in Philadelphia, and I can, yeah, we, but we've all said, well, listen, they just signed to this big contract a couple of years ago. What, did that, what difference does that make? And for these baseball execs, it ain't nothing but money. Jonathan Papelbon, I expect him to go to a contender. You know, now being a home here, he would be great in Detroit. You know, I don't know if they can handle his attitude. Maybe they could with all these veterans over here, but he'd be good in Detroit. Jimmy Rollins is another. I love Jimmy Rollins. I know he's an aging shortstop. But I love I love his game, and I love to see Jimmy Rollins somewhere where he can continue to, uh, you know, uh, to, to play and play for contender. Jimmy Rollins will look perfect right now in Seattle. Okay, they need another bat in that lineup, somebody to to help Robinson Cano. I can see Jimmy Rollins going to Seattle. Cody Ross, Cody Ross with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Cody Ross is a good, solid player. Okay, not a great player. But he's got a decent bat. He plays good defense. He's on the DL right now with a strained calf. But I like Cody Ross. I've always liked Cody Ross. Cody Ross was a good player when he was in Boston. He was a good player when he was with the Giants. And he's not bad right now with, with Arizona. Arizona's got their own issues. I would move Cody Ross for some prospects, okay? I could see Cody Ross. I could see Cody Ross in Detroit. They need, they need, they need another bat in that outfield, okay? They've got injuries uh, with, uh, with, with Andy Dirks. They don't know what they're going to get from him. You know, uh, J.T. Martinez, if you will, uh, having a great rookie season. But, again, we know what happens to rookies in the second half. They have a tendency to fade away. I can see that. And then we look at the whole Dodgers outfield. The Dodgers have four or five outfielders, four or five outfielders. Would they like to move? I mean, do you move Matt Kemp now? I mean, this was a uh, MVP type of player, but obviously the injuries has taken its toll on him taking his toll on him. And now when you ask yourself, is he now ready to be moved? You save you some money off your payroll. You know, you still got Kyle Crawford. You still got Andre Ethier. You know, uh, you, 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 D. Gordon got to play somewhere, right? Right? So let, let's, let's, let's look at that, you know. So uh, I, I look at, I'm, I'm looking at that as well, all right, the, the, the outfield. Teams in turmoil. You got teams with pieces to move. You got teams with pieces to move. Look at Texas. We just got to be talking about the Texas Rangers. You know, an abysmal season. They've got a huge payroll. Okay, they've got a hundred million dollar player playing left field because his OPS was good in 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 Chu. Okay, they've got another hundred million dollar player that's not even playing this year. Prince Fielder. They're probably not going anywhere. But what about Adrian Beltre? Now you're going to probably say you crazy. They're not going to give a Beltre. Well, what they got to lose at this point? I mean, Beltre is a, is a great trade chip, okay? Are you going to get rid of uh, Elvis Andres? Of course not, okay? He's part of your future, all right? You've got a potential Hall of Famer in Adrian Beltre, but why leave him there to play on a next-to-last team? And the only reason why they're not last is because of uh, the Houston Astros. Why not, why not move him? 
You see, why not Why not move him? He looked great in St. Louis. Would he not? You know, just, just some thoughts out there. I'm not saying that would happen. But but you but you've got to move some pieces around when you, when you got season like this. Arizona Diamondbacks just talked about Cody Ross. Okay, uh, they 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 they're out there now. This team has spent spent some money trying to get some players, and they've gone south. It's the time for them to do some things. Now, granted, they've got some nice young players. They're just not going to get rid of. They're not going to get rid of Paul Goldschmidt. You're not going to get rid of D.D. Gregorius. You're not going to get rid of a lot of these players that's on this team that you're trying to build from. But are there other pieces that you know what you part ways for? Now they just signed Mark Trumbo, but but do they move him now, or do they still need him? I mean, it didn't work. Is my point. But I think that 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 piece right there would have to be your Cody Ross, as we spoke of before. Okay, let's look at uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now clearly, the Pittsburgh Pirates need to be buyers. They need to be buyers badly. Okay, they did virtually nothing in the offseason. They need pitching help. Okay, they need pitching help. I'm telling you, I'm sorry, Edison Volquez is not going to get it done for you. Okay, uh, Jason Grilly is gone. You need help. Okay, you need to look at some of you know, uh, I can see a Cole Hamels or a Cliff Lee moving to, move, moving, moving to going to Pittsburgh. I can see them going across state and going to Pittsburgh. One of them two, okay, one of them two. So what do you do if you're Pittsburgh? You've got to look at that. You've got to look at your rivals and your neighbors and say, listen, what can we do to help each other out? Okay, you're in different divisions, so it's not a big deal, all right? Uh, the Atlanta Braves, another team, another team. The Braves need pitching help. The Braves have two pitchers that's, take, that's got uh, Tommy John surgery, all right? You got Chris Medlin, you got Beachy. They both having Tommy John surgery out for the season. Now they've held their own. Okay, they've held their own. The Braves have done well up until this point. But we're getting down to crunch time. Okay, you got some arms out there. All right, you 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 do have a Cliff Lee still out there. You do have a Cole Hamels out there. You do have a David Price out there. All right, make a move. You need one of them. Okay, you need one of them. Because in my, I, if, if, if I'm looking at the Atlanta Braves, you don't score a whole lot of runs. So you better hold it down, okay? And you don't watch you want Washington to run away with it. And when you look at the other, the other teams in the National League that's getting it done, you look at St. Louis, you're looking at Milwaukee, they're still in there, all right? You're looking at um, uh, the, the, the Dodgers, you're looking at San Francisco. Where does your pitching match up with those teams? You're going to have to make a move. You're not going to. You're not going to be able to go all the way down. Look at and moving on. The Detroit Tigers. Oh yeah, the Detroit Tigers. They need bullpen help. Like a fish needs water. They they're they're dying. Okay, they're suffocating. All right. You you if you're a Tiger fan, you know what I'm talking about. The minute that the starting pitcher goes out the game. You, you automatically become a Christian because you get on your knees and you start praying because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You could be up by nine runs and you're still praying, just make sure that we win by one because you don't have any bullpen help. Joe Nathan has been a colossal failure, in my, in my opinion, for the money they paid him to be a uh, lights-out closer. He's not getting it done. Ain't getting it done, okay? This is where your Jonathan Papelbons come in. This is where, you know, uh, dare I say it, uh, Joaquin Benoit 
comes in. Don't want to see him back in Detroit, but he's out there and he's available. Okay? And then you look at the defending champs, the Boston Red Sox. All right? Right now, eight games out of first place, fat, happy, and sassy. Okay? Got a lot, got got a nice, obviously got a nice uh, farm system. Got a lot of nice young kids coming up playing. Do you make some moves if you're Boston? Do you make some moves? Do you, do, you, do you get rid of some payroll? Do you let some guys get one final shot at it? Who do you look at? Do you look at anybody, or is it just talk? You know, um, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at folks like Napoli. Okay, I mean, do, do you do you do you keep him? Do you need him? Do you just go ahead and say we got our championship now? Let's cut some of this payroll. What about uh, just coming off of um, uh, the disabled list? Uh, Victor Victorino, Shane Victorino. All I'm saying is, you've already won your championship. You know, you might as well go ahead and cut bait, get you some more players, and, and start all over again. See, here's the thing: you can do this kind of stuff when you're a championship team, and you ain't playing well the next year. This 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 is the luxury of winning a championship. You can just say, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and cut it loose, cut bait for this year, and get ready for next year. What's your thoughts? You know, this, these are the kind of things, you know, you can email us at realsportsguys.com, at yahoo.com. Let us know what you think about what some of these things, you know. Am I, am I an idiot or uh, am I on to something? I'd like to know your thoughts, okay? Right now, we're going to go into the Resistance Digital, Digital Dog of the Week, and then I'm going to give you my Dog of the Week. And then after that, we're going to kind of move on with the show and into another segment that I call uh, I told you so, or I eat crow. But right now, it is the Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Now, we're going to get into our Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to update technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So, what did the real sports guys do? We contact the Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. All right. And so this week, my Resistance Digital Dog of the Week has to be Chase Headley. Chase Headley uh, traded just recently to the New York Yankees from the San Diego Padres to be their everyday third baseman immediately made his uh, presence known by singling in uh, extra innings to win a game, a walk-off win for the New York Yankees against the Texas Rangers. So, you know, you, when you walk in the door like that and a whole lot's not going on, it was almost Bartolo Colon, people, but he gave up a hit in the seventh inning because he was pitching the perfect game tonight against the Mariners. But that didn't happen. So because that didn't happen, Chase Headley, New York Yankees, third baseman, you are the dog of the week. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to upsell technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So what did the real sports guys do? 
we contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. You're listening to Inside the Park on the Real Sports Guy Sports Radio Network. Okay, guys, listen here. I've got a new segment specifically for the trade deadline that I'm going to call I told you so, or I eat crow. Now, what does this mean? I'm going to tell you right now that I'm going to try to make a bold prediction on a couple of players and where I think they're going, okay, before the trade deadline is set. And if it happens, I'm going to come on here and I get a chance to boast. I'm going to tell you, I told you so. However, if I'm wrong and it doesn't happen, the way I say it happened, I will humbly come on these airwaves and I will eat crow. So what I'm going to say right now, my bold, my bold prediction, I told you so or I eat crow. My first one is that David Price, currently of the Tampa Bay Rays, will be traded, okay? And I know a lot of you are saying, well, big duh, but he will be moved. To the Atlanta Braves. That's right. I am saying that David Price will be traded to the Atlanta Braves. And why do you say, why would I say the Braves? I think the Braves have enough in their farm system to cover a trade for a David Price. David Price may be just a mercenary, if you will, with this one-year deal. But the Tampa Bay Rays are not going to trade him to the Yankees. They're not going to trade him inside the uh, division, they don't want to trade him to the American League, and there's but one team that's going to be willing to take this on for the rest of the season. That team, in my opinion, will be the Atlanta Braves. So I'm looking for David Price, before the trade deadline, to be traded to the Atlanta Braves. My next, I told you so, I eat crow. Now, this one might be a little bit easier. This one might be a little bit easier. Well, let me let me let me let me back up a little bit because I was going to give you another one, but the man went on uh, the DL just just just, just today or well, yesterday, and that was Troy Tulowitzki. I want to share this with you. I was going to have Troy Tulowitzki. I want to still talk about this because I still think it's going to happen. But I wanted to see Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, I'm saying that he's going to be moved as well. Troy Tulowitzki is not happy in Colorado. Colorado is playing terrible baseball. Uh, he's off injured in Colorado, and he wants a chance to play in the in the postseason where he can make an impact. So I want to bring this up to you because again, him being on the on the DL, I'm going to, I'm going to qualify this one because him being on the DL may squash any sort of trades until he's capable, or, or unless somebody say he can come back. All right. But I look for Troy Tulowitzki to be moved. And this, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to put this one out there, okay? I'm going to be bad and bold, okay? We, this is only the second show in. It's only the second inning. 
So I'm going to go ahead and swing for the fences. So I'm going to say that Troy Tulowitzki, MVP type of candidate with the Colorado Rockies, will be traded to the Seattle Mariners. Why would you say the Seattle Mariners, Hank? Simple. Seattle Mariners don't mind spending money. Seattle Mariners are trying to win now. Can you imagine the Seattle Mariners? Right now we've got two marginal shortstops, if you will, okay, but you got a big bat, MVP caliber bat, gold glove caliber shortstop next to Robinson Cano. You have just solved the problem of protecting Robinson Cano with another MVP type of caliber player. I see what with, with, with King Felix over there, with Rodney as, as a closer, you got Cano. They are proven they are not afraid to spend any money, okay, and they want to try to win now, okay. You get a Tulowitzki to go with a Cano. You go ahead and give up a couple of your prospects or whatever else they ask for, okay, and there you go. So my next, I told you so, or I eat crow, is Troy Tulowitzki to the Seattle Mariners. I know some of you right there, it's, it's choking, okay. Mike, RJ, settle down, you know, but, but, I, but either I told you so or I eat crow. <laughs> Folks, On the Rocks is one of Rockford, Illinois' newest sports and urban entertainment establishments, a place where you can eat food with a southern charm, enjoy watching sports and great R&B music. Go to realsportsguys.com and click on the Rocks logo. Tell Craig and the folks at On the Rocks that the Real Sports Guys sent you. Contact us at realsportsguys.com at realsportsguys at yahoo.com if you would like to be a sponsor of the RSG movement. All right, folks, we've only got a few more minutes left, okay? We are now into the seventh inning stretch. And there's just a couple of more things I want to talk to us about, talk to you about. And uh, at the end of the show now, I want to kind of talk about what I call the Grand Slam series of the week. Now, this is really what this is, is uh, a couple of series that's going to go on against some teams that are going to be absolutely great baseball. It's going to be great theater. It's going to be what you just can't wait to watch. And my first Grand Slam series of the week, it's got to be the series that starts tomorrow night with uh, the Detroit Tigers. Yes, the Detroit Tigers going up against the uh, the Angels, the L.A. Uh, Anaheim. And, you know, that's a, lot, uh, that's a lot of title for a baseball team, ain't it? I'm telling you. But the L.A. Anaheim Angels of Anaheim. Okay, why well, can't they couldn't just stay with the California Angels? I was cool with that. I could, I could at least pronounce it, you know. But anyway, um, that's what's going on. That, that's what that starts tomorrow, and that that's going to prove to be an amazing series. You've got Scherzer against Richards, okay? And that was the that was the pitcher who I couldn't remember last. Garrett Richards, Garrett Richards, right now with an uh, an eleven and eleven and two uh, record, two point four seven ERA, should have been in the All Star game, you know, pitching great baseball. That second to uh, Jared Weaver with the Angels. And I'm telling you right now, he's going against Max Scherzer, okay, last year's MVP, having a great season in his own right. This is going to be a, a, a fun, 
fun series to watch. I don't know, last year, if you recall, uh, the Angels, with that subpar series, uh, season that they had, actually beat the Detroit Tigers all seven games that they played. So the Tigers kind of, they won. Last time they were here in Detroit, they, they took two out of three. But this is going to be a fun series. We finally get to see what we wanted to see last year. We finally get to see Pujols against Cabrera. Well, both of the guys are now healthy. We get to see Cabrera against Mike Trout again. It's just a lot of good theater, okay, with these two teams. You know, two of the better teams in the, Amer- in the American League going at each other. It's going to be great baseball to watch. You know, so that's, that's one of the Grand Slam series of the week. The other one is a rivalry that has gone past that's gone coast to coast, okay? This is the Giants and the Dodgers. And what really makes this intriguing is you have the first and second place team in the West separated by one game, okay? You have the La La Land kids of Los Angeles going against the two-time world champions in the Giants. This is going to prove to be another wonderful series of watch Great baseball, great theater, and I'm telling you, you you're gonna you're gonna love this one. If you're out you're out west, if you're out west and you're in California right now, you've got you've got some great baseball to watch. You've got some great baseball to watch. It's gonna be unfortunate for us on the east because some of these games are gonna start so late. But I'm gonna tell you right now, that game tomorrow night with with Scherzer and Richards, I'm gonna be all over that one, and I'm gonna be using my clicker too because I want to watch the Giants and the and the Dodgers when they come on. Great baseball. And now, with good baseball, unfortunately, yeah, there's always some bad baseball. This is what I call the swing and the miss series of the week. Yes, the swing and the miss series of the week. This is a series in which, you know, I love baseball, and doggone it, ain't nothing else on, and you know what? I guess it's on the schedule, so I might as well watch it. But what surprises me and what intrigues me about this particular series is it's, against, it's with two teams that you would never thought would be in a swing and a miss series of the week. It's rather disappointing, actually, when you look up and it's the Philadelphia Phillies against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Both of these teams was expected to do some sort of compete, do some sort of competing, but did not make it. Well, folks, that's going to be our show for tonight. Next week we're going to talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame. We're going to come back again with this with, with the trade deadline. Okay, this is Hank with Inside the Park. We'll see you next week. And drive home safe. The ball game's over. Peace. Mm. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.